0: Welcome to the Pascal Mgwe podcast. Pastor Pascal is the senior pastor of Alive Bible Church, a vibrant and growing church with branches across South Africa. Pastor Pascal is an anointed teacher of the Word of God who makes the Bible to come alive. Get ready to be empowered with knowledge that will cause you to rise up and become who God wants you to be. Now let's join the new series Unstoppable. Today's message is Unstoppable Through the Anointing, preached at the Resin 2022 Conference.
1: Our title this morning is Unstoppable Through the Anointing. <laughs> Unstoppable through the anointing. Romans chapter 8 verse 11. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you is a condition. If that spirit so you learn that Jesus was raised from the dead by the spirit if the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you Paul says he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you unstoppable by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Well, this morning we are celebrating the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, that he rose from the dead, that he is alive like we sang this morning, he lives forevermore. The Bible says he is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. He will never change. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, it is important that if you are a Christian, before I talk to you about, you know, becoming most important, it's important that if you are a Christian, that you believe that Jesus is risen from the dead. It's a very important aspect of the Christian faith. In fact, that particular aspect of the Christian faith, the resurrection of Jesus, not just something we are celebrating because we are feeling good about ourselves. No. I want you to understand this morning, and I'm going to, you know, with the grace of the Lord take you to a few points to make you understand why it is important that you believe in the, I mean, Jesus rose from the dead, whether you believe it or not. But I want you to understand why it is important that you start believing it. I know that you know it. But I want you to start believing it. That it must enter among the things you believe, like you believe there's a day and there's a night. You believe that you are a black man or a black woman or whatever your color is. That you also start believing that Jesus is not dead. He is alive and he lives forevermore. And that God raised him from the dead on the third day. This is very important. You can sing it without believing it. You can talk about it without believing it. This morning, I want to challenge you to start believing that Jesus rose from the dead. Number one, if Jesus did not rise from the dead, then you and I are not saved. I'm not saying if Jesus didn't come on, I know if he didn't rise from the dead, I'm not saying if he didn't die on the cross. If Jesus didn't rise from the dead, you are not saved. Romans 10:9. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. You have to believe that God raised Jesus from the dead. For you to be saved. Not just believe that he died on the cross. Which is important. But what actually saved you. Is that you believe that God raised him from the dead. Do you understand now why it's important. That you believe. That Jesus is alive. Number two. If Jesus did not rise from the dead. Then you are still a sinner. On your way to hell. Hmm? First Corinthians chapter 15 verse 17. And if Christ is not risen. Your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. If Christ did not rise from the dead. Do you understand why this is not something you should joke with? Number three. If Christ, if Jesus is not risen from the dead. Then none of us are justified. Meaning we don't have a standing before God. We can't stand before God in prayer for anything. Romans chapter 4 verse 24 to 25. But also for us, it shall be imputed to us who believe in him who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. Who was delivered up because of our offenses and was raised because of our justification. He was delivered because of our offense and he was raised because of our justification. If Jesus Christ did not rise from the dead, you were never going to be justified. So you are never going to be declared righteous. You are going to remain a sinner. Jesus died for your sins, but he rose for your justification. If he did not rise from the grave. You were never going to be justified. I hope you remember. When Jesus. Came out of the grave. Mary Magdalene. Came to the graveyard side. To pour ointment on the the body. Because she thought he was still there. Thank God he was no more there. But. God gave her a three-dimensional vision. So she saw the Lord Jesus standing before her and she recognized him. And Jesus told her something very profound which I want you to think about for a second. Jesus said to her, do not touch me. Why? Because a few verses later, Jesus is saying to Thomas, Touch my hands. Touch. Why was Jesus saying to Mary, do not touch me yet? Why? He had just come out of the grave. He needed to go to heaven, produce the blood for your justification. And if that woman had touched him at that point... She was going to spoil everything. So he needed to go first. And if you go and read the book of Hebrews. You find out that he went to the Holy of Holies once for all. How did he enter there? After he came out of the grave. He needed to ascend. Enter the Holy of Holies. Produce the blood for all of us. Once and for all. But on his way, Mary Magdalene is crying. So he made the reverse to come and comfort her. And as he is trying to comfort her, she wants to get too close. And he said, do not touch me. Your justification. Mary Magdalene was going to spoil the justification of everybody with one touch. But it's not strange because one woman just touched the hem of his garment and something happened to her. So, just one touch for Mary Magdalene could have spoiled everybody's life. Number four, if Christ is not risen from the dead, then your faith is useless. You might as well stop going to church, you might as well stop doing all these things we are doing because they don't matter. And if Christ is not risen, that is 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 17. If Christ is not risen, your faith, your faith is futile. If Christ is not risen from the dead, your faith is useless. So it is useless to believe anything if Christ is not not if Christ didn't come down from heaven not if Christ didn't die on the cross if Christ is not raised from the dead you have no, you have no reason believing anything it doesn't matter it doesn't help it is the resurrection of Jesus that gives meaning to your faith It is because Jesus rose from the dead that you can believe God for a job. You can believe God for healing. You can believe God for marriage. You can believe God for anything. It's because Jesus rose from the dead. If Jesus did not rise from the dead, brother, you might as well just go and make it happen by yourself. Number five. If Jesus is not risen from the dead, then our preaching is useless. First Corinthians 15 verse 14 and if Christ is not risen then our preaching is empty and your faith is also empty First Corinthians 15 verse 14 our preaching is empty and your faith and our faith comes by hearing so because my preaching is empty then your faith too will be empty Your whole thing is just an empty hole it is all connected to Christ, to Christ rising from the dead, your salvation, your faith, your everything about your life, your justification, the fact that you are in right standing with God, the fact that you can go to pray and God listens to you is because his son rose from the grave. Six. If Christ did not rise from the dead, then those who died in Christ died for nothing. Every single believer that died believing that Jesus is the son of God. Everybody that ever believed went to church and believed that Jesus, something, something about Jesus. They all died for nothing and they are faith everything is useless 1 Corinthians 15 verse 18 then also those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished if Christ did not rise from the grave everybody because you must understand the reason why we die with hope is because we believe we are going to rise why? because Jesus rose Now if Jesus did not rise then our faith everything that we've believed is a waste of energy. It means you will never see your beloved. You will never see your your brothers and sisters. All these things we are teaching, indeed the preaching is futile. If Christ did not rise from the dead, it means there will be no rapture. It means once you die just like the ants and the lizards and everything else is end that's it there's no hope lastly if Christ Jesus did not rise from the dead then christianity is no different from any other religion it's a dead religion with a dead leader difference between Christianity and every other religion is that we have a leader who is alive. Every other leader that founded the religion is dead. We can pinpoint their graveyard sites. They are all dead. Muhammad is dead. Confucius is dead. Buddha is dead. Every one of them dead. So if Jesus did not rise from the grave, if Jesus is not raised, then what is the difference between Jesus and these other guys? Because they all sat religions and they all died. God had to make sure that his son is on a class of his own. Not only was Jesus prolific by his teachings, By his miracles, by his life, but also the fact that he didn't remain in the grave, he rose from there, is an ultimate level to prove and to, you know, to establish the fact that he is not like everybody else. All the presidents are in their graves, the popes are in their graves, everybody is in the grave. Jesus. Is risen from the grave and he lives forevermore. First Corinthians 15 19 to 20. And if in this life only have we hope in Christ, you say, Paul was trying to say, if this is, if all that we see here is all there is, we are of all men the most pitiable. I mean, Christianity is a dead religion because all we are living for is all is around here. But verse 20 says, but now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruit for those who have fallen asleep. Meaning Christ rose from the grave as the first fruit. Meaning there is a second fruit, there is a third fruit, there is a fourth fruit. There, I don't know which number you are. But Jesus rose from the grave so that one day you too will rise from your grave and ascend to heaven. The same way Jesus ascended to heaven, you too will ascend to heaven. He didn't just rise from the grave for the sake of it. He rose as the first fruit. Because after him, there will be other fruits. Hallelujah. The Bible says he has brought many sons unto glory. You are one of them. Amen. I'm one of them. Amen. He has seated us in the heavenly realms. With himself. You cannot joke with this part of Christianity. It's not just about feeling good on Sunday morning. Oh, then you don't understand what we are here about. Your whole faith. Everything you've ever believed. If you remove the resurrection of Jesus, it's futile, vain, useless. You must just you might as well just throw it in the towel and flush it away. But I'm glad to announce you this morning: Jesus is risen from the dead, he is alive, and he's interceding for you and for me at the right hand of God. Thank you, Jesus. Please take your seat in his presence. Let me submit to you quickly this morning, death is man's greatest enemy. Because You might feel like, why are you guys so into this thing? Jesus rose from the dead. Okay, you two rise from the dead. Let's see. If it is that easy, just die and come back. You know there are many things. You can see somebody and say, "I can also do that." Somebody you see somebody getting married, say, "Ah, what is there? I'm also going to get married." And you can manage. Somebody is driving a car. Ah, what is there? And you go and buy yourself a car. Somebody has died and rose again. You also say, "Ah, what is there? Let me also do it." Go tell the neighbor. Go try it. Please don't even, don't, don't even tell them such things. Some people are so stupid. They will actually go and try. Death is man's greatest enemy. The Bible calls death the last enemy. The book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 27. The last enemy that will be destroyed is death. Poverty is an enemy, but not the last one. Sickness and disease are enemies, but they are just part of the enemies. Even Satan is; the Bible calls him your great enemy. And other version just says the enemy, your enemy. But death is your last enemy. After you fought sickness, after you fought disease, after you fought poverty, after you fought failure, after you fought rejection, after you fought every fight, you fought to be on top, you fought to be recognized, you fought to buy your house, you fought so many things. Death is not yet coming. He lets you fight all these guys. He's your last stop. He's your last battle. And I need to announce to you this morning, he doesn't lose fights, this guy. If he fight 10 people, by, by chance, maybe one might escape. And it's just a matter of time, he will ultimately be defeated. The Bible calls him your last enemy. Why is death such a fearsome enemy? I'm going to tell you why. You see, poverty can stop you for a while. You can learn a trick and overcome. Sickness can stop you for a while. And you can get the right medication and the right medical attention and pull out. Luck. All these things can stop you for a while. And if you keep moving and you keep applying all the things we've been learning, you can fight and pull through. But when you are face to face, with death the stopping is not for a while the stopping is permanent death doesn't stop you for a while death comes to stop you permanently to erase your name from the book of the living to ensure everything you've done is rubbished for the day, no forever are you listening to me okay once you go down the grave huh it's done it's done you will never live to fight one more day You will never live to sing one more song. You will never live to preach another message. You never live to blow another kiss. You are done. It's over. Your last enemy. I'm telling you about this death to help you. You walked on water. You fed people. But that finally got you. You are done. No wonder his disciples fled. Because they knew it's over. No wonder those who were following him cried. Because they knew it's done. Once you meet this guy, it's over. We are done. was done. His body was pulled out from that cross. Brought down. Lifeless. The one who gave life to so many is now lifeless. Has to be carried. The one who carried the whole world on his shoulders. Now, they have to carry him. Death seemed to have won. It's over. Not for a day. Forever. They washed him. And they put new clothes. Because we show respect. We, we call it paying our last respect. To the dead. So we try to make sure. You look as nice as possible. As you could possibly look. So I'm sure. The embalmers and all those people tried. To make Jesus look the best he could because this is the last time you will see this pretty face in this fashion and they took him to his final resting place we call it the grave those two things death and the grave they are not Temporary residentials. There are no places you go to and then you decide I'm changing the residence. I was living in street 344. Now I'm moving to street 567. Ah, You don't understand yourself. You are new in the cemetery. Once you enter, once you are located the place, oh, in a billion years, that's your spot. That's your spot. In a billion years, you are going nowhere. Anybody that wants to see you must come there. People cannot say to them, I'm sick. You come. Ah. You will wait for a long time. So, Jesus is in his final residential or residence. It's done. Everybody knows this is it. We are done. It was a great adventure. It was a great ride. We enjoyed every minute of it. But he too has come to an end. We hmm? close the tomb. And it was a night. It was a day. Was another night. It was another day. And it's beginning to settle to all of us, and it's beginning to become normal. That okay, so what 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 else now? What 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 else? But this time, Peter looked at his friends and said, I'm going fishing. It's, It's over. We are done. We thought. He was the one. But he too has been dealt with. With the last enemy. He couldn't win that fight. He helped others. We remember him helping Lazarus. But amazingly, he couldn't win the fight himself. Have you seen those people who can help you solve problems that they cannot solve their own problems? When you have a problem, they know exactly what you should do. But you are always asking yourself, how come you can't apply it on yourself? That is how many people were feeling about Jesus. Some even told him, he saved others and he can't save himself. Peter says, I'm going fishing. It's game over. We are done. This is what happens when a person dies in your family. After a few days, it starts settling in, they are gone. You will never hear their voice again. You will never feel them around you again. You better start distributing the clothes or burning them up. Because you will never see them wearing those clothes. When the person has been freshly buried, it seems like something, some miracle or something could still happen. But By the evening, nothing has happened. Throughout the night, you don't hear a knock on the door and it's the person. By the next morning. Reality starts settling in. He's gone. I want you to imagine the disciples. He's gone. He will never be seen. He will never be heard. Then another evening. and that blessed morning. The first day of the week. Which in our time. It's called Sunday morning. By the way, that's why we've shifted our service from Saturday to Sunday. Because the Sabbath happens on Saturday, the seventh day of the week. Sunday is the first day of the week. People wonder, why are we worshipping on Sunday and not on Saturday? Because the Jewish people, until today, they value and honor the Sabbath on Saturday, What's Sunday. We Christians do not flow much with the Sabbath. Why? Because you see, on that Saturday, Jesus is still in the grave. It's a dark day for us. But that Sunday morning, the tomb is open. The grave is empty. That news brought so much joy that we had to immortalize it by shifting our worship from Saturday to Sunday because this is the day of victory. Now I know very well that there were people that were worshiping the sun god on Sunday. You know it was a Sunday for the sun god. But now it's the sun god. Sun day. S-O-N. The day of the son of God. That's what we are here for. Are you listening to me? So that blessed day, Mary goes to the grave like I was saying just now and she realizes, Jesus is alive. Hallelujah. The tomb is empty. Just as he said he would. He rose from the grave after three days. But I want to talk to you quickly now. How do you go to the grave and come back? I can get crop and come back. I can lose something and bounce back. People even lose body parts and they bounce back. Bounce back. But how can you go to the grave three days later The resurrection of Jesus is the greatest Comeback in the history Of human beings There's nothing like that If you want to understand A person that can never be stopped A person that has never been defeated A person that keeps bouncing back No matter what Look at Jesus Hebrew says to you Look at Jesus The author and finisher of your faith Somebody who goes to the grave Who goes to the grave and bounces back and comes back? How can you go? I know you can go to a hole and come back. You can go to prison and come back. You can go to certain places and come back. How can you go to the grave? The grave is over. And you went to the grave and came back. Tells me the grave is not the end. Tell me whatever you are going through Cannot be the end Because it doesn't look like the grave It is not the grave Somebody went to the grave and came back You haven't gone to any grave How come you've already given up You've already given up Jesus went to the grave Everybody gave up But he said I'm coming back <laughs> I will be back Tell your neighbor I will be back I will be back if Jesus went to this dark gloomy place and came back stronger than before greater than before the Bible when he came back God gave him a name that is high above every other name that are the mention of the name of Jesus every knee shall of all the things in heaven on the earth and under the earth He came back. He came back. How can you go to the grave? And come back. What manner of man is this? But the key is right there. I read it in the beginning. If the spirit. If the spirit. How do you go to the grave? And come back. What allowed Jesus. To not remain in the grave What will allow you to not remain In that rotting pit You are finding yourself into right now Whatever it is Satan likes throwing us in pits The pits of death The pits of loneliness The pits of sickness and disease The pits of discouragement Jesus went to a grave Everybody here You might not have gone there to a physical grave the grave means something has ended. Hope has ended. Dreams have ended. Life has stopped. Something has shifted. Satan specializes in doing that to us while we are alive. If it's a condition, it's a condition. If there's of him who raised Jesus Jesus he's not taking you back to that particular scenario that thing that happened that day he's explaining it to you and me if the spirit by the way let me submit to you the resurrection of Jesus Christ was the greatest display of the power of God in all creation God has never used so much power than when he was raising his son from the grave. It's found in the book of Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13, 14 and 15. God is telling you that I used my greatest power to raise my son from the grave. But now in the book of Romans 8:11 he explains to you how he did it. He says if the spirit of him, so if the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life so we now learn what raised Jesus from the grave was the anointing the Holy Spirit the anointing the anointing what gets people out of graves what gets people out of impossible complicated and phantomable situations that they cannot even begin to understand how they will ever come out of this. That you enter something, you ask yourself, This one, will I ever come out? Is there a way? How can you enter the grave and ask w- 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 there's no way out? The grave, look everything at the a away. But the grave, there's no way out. Please understand yourself. There's no, if there was a way people were gonna come. Some of the greatest minds of this world has ever known are inside there. They don't know how to come out. They invented all kinds of things that we are enjoying today. But they cannot invent a way out of that place. If there was a way out, they will find it. Get this morning God is giving you the way out. The anointing. The anointing. The way maker. The yoke breaker. (laughs) The anointing doesn't find a way. It makes a way. it makes a way. It may, most of the time there's no way. He makes one. Zachariah 4, 6, 7. Not by might. Not by power. By my spirit says the Lord. Not by might. Not by power. By my spirit. Jesus, you cannot come out of there by (laughs) mito. You cannot come out of there by power. You're going to need the anointing to pull out. (laughs) So God ensured that Jesus was anointed. I 38, it how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit is that that's the thing, the Holy Ghost. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Then motion started. Went about doing good and healing all that were under that were oppressed of the devil. Why is the anointing making people unstoppable? Why is it that when a person is genuinely anointed, you cannot stop them? You can throw anything at them, you'll be amazed. They'll pull out. How is it that when a person, you see, a lot of us, listen, a lot of us, we speak in dance, we are not anointed. An anointed person is unstoppable. In fact, he is untouchable. Cash not my anointed. Do my prophet, no harm. not not my child, my anointed. You see, not every child is anointed. When you are a child of God and you are not anointed, you'll be dashed, or you'll be dashed. The untouchability is the status of the anointed. When you become anointed, you reach the status of not being touchable. Touch not my anointed. I mean, wherever he goes, everybody will clear. So he becomes unstoppable. Touch not my anointed. Do my prophet no harm. Touch not my anointed. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth and it is the spirit that that Holy Ghost is what took him out of that impossibility. That impossibility. Some of you, your marriage is an impossibility. Your healing is an impossibility. Like your, your future is a very impossible equation. You can't even begin to understand how it will happen. Let me tell you something how God anointed if the the oil of the Holy Ghost can touch you you will become untouchable write this somewhere once the anointing touches you you become untouchable why is the anointing so powerful? why is it that once a person is anointed by God they become unstoppable simple the anointing is God 2nd Corinthians chapter 3 verse 17 now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is unstoppable The Lord is the Spirit. The Lord is the Spirit. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit. The Lord is the Spirit. Therefore, the Lord is the anointing. And where the Lord is, where the anointing is, there's freedom. Meaning, you cannot stop the person. You cannot stop them. Jeremiah 32, verse 27. Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? God is asking the question. Is there anything too hard? You see, the Lord is the anointing. And the Lord says that, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard? He's coming out of the grave too hard. If I'm there. An anointed person is unstoppable. Because God is unstoppable. And if God is in you. You become unstoppable. Is there anything too hard? Is there anything too hard? Everything is hard when you are not anointed everything is too hard when you are not anointed. I promise you right now. If you are not anointed, everything will be hard. Even eating will be hard. When you are not anointed, even sleeping is hard. It's hard. When you are not anointed, even enjoying a car you, you bought is hard. But he asked, is there anything to hard?" For the Lord. And the Lord is the spirit. And the spirit is the anointing. So is there anything too hard. For the anointing. That's the question. Unstoppable. through the anointing. Or by the anointing. Let me tell you something about Jesus Christ. Everything about the life of Jesus was an impossibility. One, how can God become man? That's impossible. Man that you created. Now you need to go through him to become something. How can I create Mercedes? and I need to go through Mercedes to become a Mercedes myself that was an impossible equation man is a creation Jesus is the creator how can the creator become a creation that is how the journey of your Lord started with an impossible equation to be resolved Mary, who was given the news, asked the angel, How can this happen? Number one, I'm a virgin myself. I don't know anybody. As you see me like this, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. That was the answer. The birth of Jesus is an impossibility. So we make reference. To the oil, the anointing, the one that deals with impossibilities. So, for Jesus to be born, to become a human being, eh, the Holy Ghost is needed to make this impossibility a possibility. Are there impossibilities? Am I speaking to the right people this morning? Are there impossibilities? are there impossibilities in your life something that when you look at it everybody knows this one is impossible and there you are trying to use the wisdom of man the wisdom of man to solve an equation that even angels don't know how to solve from his birth the Holy Ghost is introduced to you as the anointing that makes a way where there's no way when it becomes impossible when you cannot figure it out how can God become mad the call on him Holy ghost this is the impossibility what can you do he said no it's impossible with you but with god all things are possible all things are ah all things are possible all things are possible this one i will make it happen i will make it happen and he made it happen a child was born without a father and he started moving around Why are you living a normal life? That's why you are normally stopped. Then for 30 solid years, the life of Jesus is a mirage. We don't know nothing about him. It's like the Holy Ghost just came, brought him in and went back. But when he became dirty, the same Holy Ghost on the day of his baptism, the same Holy Ghost, by the way, a tip for some of you, the anointing will come to you as you submit to somebody that God has chosen for you. Jesus was never anointed by himself in his house. Jesus was never anointed by himself praying in a mountain somewhere. Jesus received the anointing as he came and submitted himself to the ministry of John the Baptist. Then the heavens opened. Then the Holy Ghost came on him. For those of you who are wondering, okay, Pastor, you're talking about the anointing. How will I receive it? I'm not showing you. God does not anoint lone rangers. God does not anoint people that uncorrectable people. People that are nowhere to be found. You will be moving around not not one drop will ever fall on your head. Come and humble yourself. John the Baptist is calling sinners to come and get baptized. Jesus identifies with them. Humility. The Father says, This is my beloved son, I am well pleased with him. Anoint him, anoint him, anoint him, anoint, anoint, anoint him, anoint him, change his level because whoever humble himself, God will lift up. You are too big, how can I come in? They are calling sinners, I must also so come. Sorry, the anointing will be very far. Hmm? Then the anointing start doing wonders. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the whole listen Jesus of where? Nazareth. Remember the statement of Bartimaeus. Can anything good come from Nazareth? Can anything good come from that place? It is from that place. A man called Jesus of Nazareth. That is where he came from. But the difference between him and other people of Nazareth is that God anointed the guy. And because God... good come from, they are right to ask can anything good come from your family nobody has ever risen from that family because nobody has ever been anointed in that family, the anointing is the status changer the anointing is the yoke breaker, the anointing is the story redirector and rewriter can anything good come from Nazareth and from Nazareth came Jesus of Nazareth anointed by God anointed by God his whole life was a testimony we are talking about his life forever and it is because God plays oil, the anointing so his birth is the anointing his life is the anointing Then he dies. Then it's over. And guess what is required again. To bring him from that place. Where nobody can come out from. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. he who raised Christ from the dead. I don't know what is dead. I don't know where is dead. I don't know how many years it has been dead. I don't know how deep is the grave. That's not the question. The question is, is the spirit of Jesus somewhere there? If the Holy Ghost is in that thing, you watch and see you watch and see you watch and see you watch and see God is the anointing the anointing is not oil no you are misled oil is just a vehicle it's just a vehicle electricity is not the cable the cable the cable is just a vehicle for electricity, you cannot take a piece of cable, start moving around. I have electricity. I have electricity. I have electricity. There are people moving around with with, with with gallons of oil. I have anointing. I have a, look. Many gallons are not anointed. You can pour it until you you just be oily. You just be very very oily, but you not be anointed. Nowhere in scripture do we even see Jesus was touched by a drop of oil. The verse I just read doesn't say how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with oil. With the Holy Spirit and power. The real anointing cannot be seen with naked eyes. That thing that God Himself coming and tabernacling on you sitting on you magega zole mega sitting on the issue you call him, he comes and he and he sits on the issue for a few days, just like a hen. A hen is on her eggs, and she's just warming the eggs warming the eggs you are asking can anything good come out of these eggs it's been 3 months now can you just allow the presence to be there like this one day there will be a crack there will be a crack there will be a crack and something will break forth something will break forth I pray for you this morning that the anointing of the Holy Spirit will start speaking on your behalf On that impossibility That has come and sat on you Many of you are in graves Satan is a tormentor Satan is evil He torments people Don't think it's only when you die that he starts tormenting When you are alive Many people are in graves want to buy a shoe you cannot buy is that not a grave are you not box you want to get married you can't get married are you not in a grave you want to get a job you can't get it are you not I mean you, you desire something but you can't have it every person in the grave wants to come back but they can't they all have unfinished businesses here they want to come back I'm sure that Steve Jobs wish to come back and correct a few things. That is over. It's over. Long time. Longest time. You can't come back. This morning, God will show you the formula. As I close, let me show you what God did for Jesus by showing you what God did for Cyrus. If you can understand Cyrus, you've understood the anointing. Easy. Thus, this is Isaiah 45. If you are a student of the anointing, there are certain verses of the Bible that must become Acts 10, 38, Isaiah Isaiah 10.27, Isaiah 45. There are certain verses that must be part of your curriculum if you are interested in the anointing. Habakkuk 2.2. There are many of them. Zechariah 4.6. Isaiah 45, verse 1 to 4. Thus says the Lord to his anointed. I'm telling you, it's not to his child, his anointed. It is the anointing that changes your status. Dash not my anointed. it is the anointing that makes the difference. To Cyrus, now listen to what the anointing is going to do. One, who's right hand? I have held. An anointed person is never alone. You are seeing him moving. You are thinking he's alone. And that is your mistake. You don't know somebody is holding his right hand. You don't know. That is the mistake. right hand, and the right hand is the hand of power. It's the hand of productivity. And God says, that's the hand I'm holding. Your right hand. Where your strength is. So the anointing goes where your power is to make you productive and fruitful. Number two. To subdue nations before him. Number two. The anointing subdues opposition. Just last Sunday, I taught you that a man can stop you. When you hear nations, what do you think we're talking about? We're talking about people, different people. A man can stop you. As a matter of fact, anything you don't have, a man is holding it somewhere. That an anointed person, God, the anointing subdues nations. To subdue means you bring under control. The person doesn't want to do it, but he has no choice. The moment you show up, he is subdued. She is subdued. Oh, maybe you've never been resisted before. I have been resisted before. And I have seen the anointing subdue things for me before. Look, dogs might fight you there and there, but they are not your problem. Cows might be on the road when you are driving, but they are not your problem. Your problem is people. Apart from the devil, the second group that is fighting is people. And if you don't have something that can subdue, and I hope you are not understanding why people go to Sangomas to get motives, It's to subdue the will of people, it's to try to care people to do what you want them to do. We don't go to any Sangoma, we engage the oil. of kings these are all every one of these things eh? every one of these things that I'm going to show you now is a possible obstacle before you as you are trying to move. but the anointing lose the armor or the armor of kings who are kings, people in position of authority. People who make decisions that can affect your life. Armor is what? Protection. The Bible talks of a judge that was ruthless in the book of Luke 18. He feared no God and he feared no man. That person, that type of a person, how can you ever get something done with such a person? He doesn't fear God, he doesn't fear man. His armor has to be loosened and by the end of that reading the armor of that king that judge was loosened and he gave the verdict that the widow wanted and there are people sitting somewhere holding your CV and they don't ah. right now in the name of Jesus father any king any king Holding anybody's life, anyone that is watching me, listening to me, and somebody somewhere is holding your destiny, they are deciding your future. Father, I pray, let the anointing loosen their armor now. Let the anointing loosen their armor now. In the name of Jesus. Number three, to open before Him the double doors. This is one person to open, to open, to open, meaning the doors are shut. They are shut and they are double. Shut, shut, shut. To open before him the double door. Father, in the name of Jesus, Anybody standing in front of a double door that is shut by the anointing of resurrection this morning Father decide in heaven let that double door open now number four so that the gates will not be shut ah. so nations, armor of kings, double door gates not so that the gates the gates are many many in front of you many many so that the gates will not be shut it means the gates are shut they are shut Fre Lester break take paso by la mano na mache bre garabagada I pray against every gate that is shut I say a eh, father eh, a father eh, a father eh, a father eh, a father eh, in the name of Jesus gates in you gates around you gates away from you, there are gates I told you yourself that you yourself you have gates you have your ear gate, you have all kinds of gates in and around you and sometimes Satan shuts them, he can shut your hearing gate, you can never hear advice you can never hear counsel you can never receive instruction and that gate is shut and you are destroying yourself and there are other gates they can be shut you can't produce oh he says the anointing eh, will ensure that the gates will not be shut Amen. amen number five wow I will go before you the anointed somebody is holding his hand that's not all somebody is going ahead <laughs> before he gets there they've been there ah, how shocking it is to arrive in a place and your first time you don't know anybody you don't know anything you'll be fried and how good it is as soon as you arrive somebody's welcoming you they show you the restaurant they show you the say no don't go here this is ah I will go before him Life is hard when there's nobody ahead of you Life is hard when you ignore those God has placed ahead of you it's hard will make the crooked places straight it's still one person all this, one human being do you realize that Saros has no future in this world I'm saying (laughs) Papa Saros you have no future I mean the crooked places straight double doors gates, crooked places my God how will you make it How will you make it? How will you make it? But the anointing makes the crooked. There are some funny things. They look right, but they are wrong. They look like it's the right way. It's wrong. The anointing will make all the crooked things straight. You will know, hey, here, 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 here. And you will not waste your time. My God. My God. Number seven. I will break in pieces the gates of browns. Now this is another set of gates that has now come. It's not just the gates. These are gates of browns. They are harder. They are harder. Maybe you broke through some gates before. Now you don't know. You have changed and you have now faced gates of browns. Things are harder. It's not moving as faster. It's no more easy like before. The thing is resisting. You are trying the prayer of two hours. It's not changing. You are trying the fasting of Friday. It's not changing. You, see, you are faced with a gate of browns. It's a different gate. You can't continue behaving like it was just a gate or a double door. It's a gate of browns. Mm. the anointing will break them in pieces number eight i will cut the bars of iron my god so there are also bars of iron in front of you i hope you realize why you are not making it so easily I told you before, a lazy man has no future. Now I'm telling you, a Christian that is not anointed, they might as well forget it. If if you are not anointed, you might as well forget it. If the anointing of the Holy Ghost was not in Jesus, he was going to stay in that grave like everybody else. What got him out of there was the spirit which is the anointing. And you think the Holy Ghost is just speaking in tongues. You are very, very misled. There's too much more. This is the anointing. I'm showing you the anointing today. This is the anointing. And we are not done. You would think the bows of Anne is done. I will give him the treasures of darkness It's treasures, but they are in the dark. It means unless you are anointed, you can never see them. Unless you are anointed, they will pass you by. There's a lady you are seeing, she looks like nothing. You you need to be anointed before, before you can see who she is. There's a brother you are seeing, he's just a brother. You, it takes the eyes of the oil to see the treasures in dark places. A job you are doing, it looks like it's a stupid job, yet it is a treasure in dark places. Hmm? You want flashy. Not everything that flashes is gold, bad old. Hidden riches in secret places. You see what the anointing does. The anointing will go and poke something that is hidden in a secret. Is hidden in a secret. Is hidden in a secret place. Like you, ha- you must first find a secret place, then start looking for it. Yeah even the deep things of God he searches he searches all things no eye has seen no ear has heard no man has conceived the things that God has prepared for those who love him yet he has revealed them to us by the Holy Spirit for the spirit of God searches all things yea even the deep things of God he drills them them like an oil sesha. He drills. You can see now without the Holy Ghost, you cannot make it. I'm telling you the truth. You cannot make it. Resurrection morning is not just to shasha. You must understand. How did Jesus pull out of that place? He was never supposed to, when they when death took him there. It's done. Just like everybody, you're going to be there. But Jesus entered the grave with something in him. And what was in him started fighting. And what was in him pulled him out of there. I must listen to this message myself. This message. I must listen to this message myself many times. I'm telling you. I'm not the one preaching this morning. i tell you the truth. So Jesus, who knew and understood the key of breakthrough and unstoppability, gave us only one prayer point in this life. It is found in the book of Luke 11 verse 13. If then you, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, How much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? The only prayer topic God gave you and me. Jesus never said, Pray for money, Jesus never said, Pray for house. One prayer topic. Because that prayer topic is the key of life. The Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost has all the jobs you will ever need. All the houses you will ever have. All the people you will ever meet. Everything that concerns you. The Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit. The anointing. If you can allow yourself to believe. That what got Jesus out of the grave was the spirit. I know it sounds funny. And that is how the things of God are. They sounds funny. How can you say somebody came out of there just because of the Spirit? How can you say the only prayer point I must pray is the Holy Spirit? Ah! I don't understand what you are talking about. You see, that is how the things of God are. It looks like it is nothing. It is everything. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Holy Ghost, we need you. No, the more I come into this revelation I'm so desperate I'm so desperate I'm so desperate there's so much I don't know there's so much I can't do there's so much I will never be able to achieve if the Holy Ghost doesn't touch if the Holy Ghost doesn't do oh you don't understand when you see a branch starting you're thinking Pastor Pascal is hard working hard you don't, you don't understand I myself can't tell you How these things happen. The Holy Ghost. I can't explain how my children are healthy. I can't explain how my children love me even though they don't see me. I can't explain these things. I can't explain them. It's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. So Jesus says, pray for the Holy Ghost. That's your only prayer point. Stand on your feet wherever you are. My prayer for you. My, I only have one prayer. My prayer is that you will listen to this message again and again. This, this particular message. This recent 2022 message. You will listen to it many times. Until you get the revelation. That all you need is the anointing. Of the Holy Spirit. Not even oil on your head. That is just a formality. The real oil is the Holy Ghost. Wherever you are, raise your hands and just cry out in desperation. Holy Ghost, I need you. Holy Ghost, I'm sorry I put you away. Holy Ghost, I'm sorry I neglected you this much. Holy Ghost, I'm sorry I didn't understand your job in my life. Oh, open your mouth and just start crying out to Him right now. Wherever you are, wherever you are, wherever you are. Holy Ghost, I need you. I realized this morning the gates in front of me, the bars of iron, the gates of bronze, the double doors, the crooked places, the hidden riches. Oh, if you are not with me, how will I ever identify them? If you are not with me, how will I ever know what to do? Open your mouth and cry out for help. Anointing, you need the anointing. Please stop joking with your with life. You can be in that day forever. We need the anointing of the Holy Ghost. That's how you become unstoppable. Oh, Jesus. Your case is not hopeless. I mean, you are not in a grave yet. Jesus entered the grave. A hopeless case with no way out. Yet, the anointing pulled him out of there. Yet, the anointing lifted him. Yet, the anointing blessed him. How much more you? Why are you giving up? Why are you getting discouraged? Why are you getting discouraged? I came to announce to you that your days of discouragement are over. The anointing is available. Just pray and ask God, Lord, anoint me afresh. Fresh anointing. Fresh anointing. If you are already anointed, say, Lord, I need a higher dimension, a higher dimension of the anointing. There are levels in the anointing. Maybe you are at the knee level. Maybe you are at the knee level. Maybe Maybe you are at the ankle. Maybe you are at the waste level. that you need to reach a water, a river that cannot be crossed over. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Abracatoga Se Velema, Abrana Zegelemageda, E Sikente Capalagoya, and I'm against Asakaloga Belemade, Asacaloga Malageda, Ebrecasi dega. E Semenemo, E Semenemo, E Semenemo. Let the anointing break the yoke. Let the anointing destroy the yoke. Let the anointing lift you out of that grave where there's no water. Believe in the anointing. Believe in the power of God. Believe in the grace of God. Ah Hey another, ne yanaze, asamanaze, e belazela, ezimesesa, azogozale, etimegade. Oh! Ah This morning I want to encourage you Have times when you pray only for the anointing nothing else. The anointing is everything. Let me tell you the truth. I know where I was and I know the little I have seen. There's no explanation. If not, (laughs) somebody's holding my hand. He's saying, come this way. If not, somebody's subduing nations. People that hate me end up helping me. Oh, oh. May God help you. Anything I wish you for 2022, I wish you the anointing. If I can wish you anything on earth, I wish you the anointing. I wish you the anointing. May God anoint you. 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 you may my God anoint you in the name of Jesus thank you Father this morning if you are watching this service you are not born again the first step to the oil is salvation I showed you that Jesus died and rose for our salvation oh yes if you are not born again You are saying, Pastor, I want you to pray for me. I'm not okay inside. I need the grace of God. I'm here to help you. Pastor, I want you to pray for me. I want the anointing. Yes, I will pray for that. But the first thing, are you born again? If you are not born again, let me help you. At the count of three, you are saying, Pastor, please pray for me. I want Jesus in my heart. At the count of three, I want to help you. One, two, three. Please raise your right hand. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. You can take your hands down. You are saying, Pastor, I'm already born again. But I'm trusting God for a higher dimension of grace this morning. I feel that I've gone down. I feel that I've, I've actually reverted to the ways of the world. I stopped believing in the things of God. And this morning you have just revived my vision. You've just, God has just used it to open my understanding. And, and I realized. I look, I've left beautiful gifts. And amazing possibilities. And I went for big food. Pastor I want to come back home. Yes. That is why the count of three. Raise your right hand. Pastor I will pray for you. One, two, three. Raise your right hand. God bless you. I want to come back home. I want to come back home in the place of the anointing. You know what is home? Home is the Holy Ghost. Home is the spirit. You are a spirit man. Home is the spiritual life. Home is spirituality. Home is where you belong is a strange world to you and Satan wants to pull you there but you are saying this morning pastor I want to come back home I'm a spiritual person I belong in the realm of the spirit you are right that's your dimension let us pray together repeat after me dear Lord Jesus I surrender my life to you this morning Please forgive me my sins. Wash me with your blood. I believe you died for me. On the third day you rose again. That I might be justified. Right now. I believe. My sins are forgiven. I'm justified by your blood. I'm saved. I'm restored. I'm born again. I am free from the power of sin to serve the living God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for forgiving me. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for giving me another chance to pursue the anointing, to understand the anointing, to value the anointing, to cherish the anointing, to cherish the the Holy Spirit. The precious Holy Spirit. Thank you Jesus. For saving me. In Jesus name. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening. May God bless you. Remember to subscribe. To receive our latest service notifications. To share the link, you can also watch our pastor, Pastor Pascal, live on our Facebook page, Alive Bible Church HQ, or on our YouTube channel, Alive Bible Church SA. Remember, you are alive to give life.